Here we go. This is Blue 42. We're going to go red, right, tight, close, sprint left, G, U, corner, half back, flat, on two, ready, right. Now here's your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant. Blue 42! Blue 42! Good morning, Brock. How are you now? Good morning, Polly. I'm, I'm doing well. Got a lot of names in my head this morning. Been doing a... A lot of prep this week. It's taking me back to my my early days of broadcasting because I'm going to be doing the Spring League games for the next two weekends on Fox. Ah. Yes. Are you familiar with the Spring League, the longest running league outside of the NFL? Uh, No, I am not. I feel like I should be, clearly. (laughs) Who's the best player that's playing in this league? Ooh, good question. Ryan Mallett? Ooh, The Ryan Mallett? The Ryan Mallett. I covered him in Houston. Did you? Yeah. yeah. The, the Ryan Mallett. At the time he missed the flight. Overslept his alarm. Yeah. Because yeah, he found yeah. out he wasn't the starter and he got mad. Yeah, he did that yeah. twice. Yeah, Matt Jones, the old running back for Florida. A bunch of guys that you saw in the oh, XFL last the year. Other, I thought it was the other Matt Jones. <laughs> Me too. Oh. <laughs> no. Remember uh, him? But a, lot, but a lot of names I did not know. I'd say the majority I have never heard of. A lot of Division Two stars, Division Three stars. Uh, yeah, guys that have had just a quick little cup of coffee. Actually, a bunch of Seahawks uh, that have been here for either you know mini camps or rookie camps or what have you. That are trying to put some tape out there and get one more shot to get in the league. And from what I understand, I don't even think they're getting paid to do this, which is just yeah, it's kind of remarkable. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that yeah. ought to be fun. So uh, good. Good luck as you prepare thank you. for that. Yes. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, qu- question one, Brock. If a successful franchise keeps running into the same wall, and I, I would include the Seahawks in this conversation, and that's how the season ends every single year. How do you shake yourselves out of that one-and-done edition of Groundhog Day? Yeah. Well, I think you've got to have a, a level of innovation to continue to move forward. The only team that has been able to tear down those walls and some of those you know, just strongholds for two decades is that team up in New England. Right. And then absent the quarterback last year, we saw what they were. And now they get a lot of people back and spend a lot of money this year. And, you know, valuable resources and the salary cap and the draft and everything else. And we'll see if New England can can move it forward and adapt. But, you know, New Orleans Saints ran into a wall. Golly, can't win another Super Bowl. Green Bay's run into a wall. Get to the NFC title game and can't get over that hump once again. Seattle's run into a wall. Get to the playoffs every single year. But, man, it seems like things just break down. We can't run it, you know, good enough in playoffs games or protected or just flat out win the line of scrimmage enough so I think you've got to be a little innovative and of all of the years over this last decade or so with Russell I would say this is the one where they've been the most innovative where Pete went outside the box hired somebody that he did not know uh, you know is going to be installing a, a bit of a new scheme offensively that uh, that is going to try to Paul and I know you've liked this every time I've said it way back when with the higher Shane Waldron make it easier on the mm. offensive line so I, I believe that they have looked in the mirror and, and made some of the, maybe the more um, not appropriate steps because they've won an awful lot of games. But to answer that question specifically, yeah, to try to move the needle, uh, the needle of innovation. I don't think that you need to junk your entire approach. I do think you need to recognize when, when what is valued in the league changes. And I think that's what Green, New England has done so well. Yep. Randy Moss. Randy Moss was on his way out 
right? Like he'd kind of he'd kind of quit trying in Oakland, and you weren't sure what was going to happen. And they're like, "Oh, we can we can get something out of this guy. You put him in a better environment." Revis a little bit too, right? Yes, like definitely Revis. Revis. They they went away from having the top of the line corners for almost a decade after they let Ty Law walk. It's recognizing when what is valued in the league changes and the opportunities that creates. And maybe that's what Seattle's doing with their corners a little bit. Yeah, yeah. as you were talking, Danny, that's exactly what came to my mind. I don't think DJ Reed and Trey Brown would have been even part of the equation whatsoever or consideration seven, eight years ago. But they are question, now. Question two. It is... Is the biggest gap for Seattle becoming kind of a Super Bowl contender? I, I see them as a team that their annual playoff participant, but they haven't since 2014 really been at that top tier of, hey, these are the three or four teams that are the, the Super Bowl favorites entering the playoffs. Is what's separating them from getting to that point, is it more talent or is it more mindset? More physical or is it more mental, Brock? And this was Dominique Foxworth with you guys yesterday, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I'm going to land I'm gonna land more on the physical, Danny. I'm going to land, and even more so, I'm going to land on 25 through 53 in, in, in the depth of that roster because I think Super Bowl winning teams, you know, and even playoff teams, to be a playoff team, to, win a, to be a division winner, you've got to have an excellent 22 that's, that's better than the rest. To be a Super Bowl winner, you've got to be different 23 through 53. And go back, Danny, to those years in 12, 13, 14, 15. What happened when the Seahawks made cuts? What, what, what signed their dudes. Every, Ron, Ron Parker gets money from Kansas everybody City. Everybody wanted. Everybody wanted their 23 through 53. And even after 53, a training camp, you'd have seven, eight guys that, that you cut that landed jobs elsewhere. Has that been the case the last three or four years? Yeah, no, you've been picking off scraps from other people's piles. Yeah, so I, I'm going to still land in, in that FASA. I'm going to look at Tampa Bay this last year that had you know pretty elite 22, but then had you know a fair amount of depth behind that, could, could, could manage offensive line injuries and defensive line injuries and Vita Vea, and then all of a sudden get him back and, and make a group that's unblockable. You know, that, that, that group with the Seahawks that went 7, 8, 9 deep on that defensive line, right, that went 7, 8, 9 deep in that defensive back room, to your point, that those guys that got cut still got paid. Paid or you know just couldn't be brought back because he had to pay Richard and Earl top of the top of the market money for that entire secondary. So I'm going to still lean there, Danny. That you know that some of these draft classes, some of these younger guys that they believed in, you know those those assets in the middle rounds, the Risodiambos and Tedrick Thompsons and Amara Darbos, and we can go on and on. That you know in 12 and 13 and 14 were difference makers for you. You know, those guys were non-contributors for you, many of them, unfortunately, and, and then didn't even carve a career out elsewhere. So I'll probably land a little bit more on that talent side than I would a mentality. I, I know it's a TLC lyric, don't go chasing waterfalls. Is chasing butterflies. The, don't butterflies? Chasing butterflies? No, it's waterfalls. Waterfalls, brah. Oh, Heresy. Come on, man. Talking about don't butterflies. Don't go chasing butterflies. Did you chase butterflies back in the day? To the... Uh, uh, did I chase butterflies? No, no, I didn't really. Okay, well, the rivers, the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. That was always the weird part of the lyric for me. Stick to the rivers and lakes that you're used to. Anyway, the saying that I wanted to get back to was: Should the Seahawks keep chasing the past? And and you know, you mentioned those mentalities. It's going to be really hard to find that mindset again. Should they just 
move on from it entirely because it did work out for them back in the day. Well, I think number 33, whenever and however he gets signed, is going to bring back some of that. That uh, that he's got loud. He's he's noisy. He's he's going to be incredibly demonstrative. I think last year coming into a brand new environment, new place, weird off season, weird season, no team meetings, everything on Zoom, and and then battled obviously injuries and and what have you. But thirty three, I think would give twenty five in his prime uh, a run for his money as far as his edge and his noise goes. So. I don't think they've totally distanced himself from that mentality, too. I think Diggs has got a little bit of that in him. You also got to be elite, you know, and listening to Foxworth. And, and yes, Richard talked even before he was a perennial all-pro. But those guys became the best at their position. And when you gain that kind of confidence, it can give you kind of a platform, as I said, to be a little louder than the rest. And number 33, if and when and however that deal gets done, I would expect you guys are going to be playing a lot of his clips next fall. Excited to see it. I, I am excited to see how that exactly will go. Uh, it is Blue 42 with Brock here. Brock, a question came up earlier today about a 710 ESPN. By the way, Paul, did you just sneak in number three? Did, you, did, the, did the music change and you sneak, snuck in? No, I did not. Two? I did oh, not. Oh, okay. All no, right, we're so. still listening to our favorite banger, question two. Okay, great good. song. <laughs> I'm sorry, Danny. What did you say? Some, a great question came in? Well, about the 710 ESPN Seattle fight tournament. Oh. Who, who wins? Bob. Are you sure he beats Wyman? I mean, I don't know if anybody wants I got to watch. Wyman. I don't know if anybody wants Wyman. to watch that because, I mean, Wyman's going to go to his last breath. Yes, you're going <laughs> so, to have to. You're going to have to kill him to stop it. Yes. Yeah, so, which I, I don't, I don't. It's like I, it's a bad thing. I, I, that, I want a lot more. Me. I want. I want more years of Dave. You know, I want more years of Dave. So, I mean, when he goes to the doctor months ago, right? You guys have told this story because his knee had been hurting and his wrist had been hurting. And, gosh, you know, he finally finally got to the doctor. And it's like, well, Dave, you have a torn ACL and you broken wrist. And he's just been living with that. So That's um, not true. I hadn't heard that. Oh, Are you, you serious? Uh, no. Yes. yes. <laughs> Question three. Yes. <laughs> Oh! <laughs> at Calfane, yes. Uh, yeah, they, we'll they, take a little MRI and no X-ray. ACL, yeah, right. and a broken wrist. Yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> and painful. And he's been living with it. No braces, no complaining <laughs> other than just being a little angry and mad. Nothing. Yeah. Well, you have no ACL and you broke your wrist. So uh, which one do you want to fix first? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Hey. Just knock me out. <laughs> I had a sprained wrist for like six months. Yes, you did. And I wore a brace. <laughs> yes. So, question three. Hey, should Russell's team have gone full Aaron Rodgers? Did he actually get what he wants, Brock? Because, you know, in Kansas City, they overhauled the entire offensive line this offseason. Russ gets Gabe Jackson, but that's it. And I know that there were some who wanted the Seahawks to take um, that Oklahoma center who Kansas City eventually took in the second round. Creed. Creed. I keep forgetting his name. His name's Creed. I love Creed. Anywho, uh, should he have gone full Rodgers to get what he actually wanted? I don't think he had the equity to do that. I, I, I just, I don't. Right, Aaron, multiple MVP, and coming off of an MVP season, but but even more so, even more than the equity with it is the Green Bay Packers traded up and drafted a Jordan Love in the first round. I mean, they 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 played that card, right? If if John Schneider had traded up and and drafted um, Jordan Love last year, right? If if he'd have been all in on on Jordan Love and and made that move. Then I think you give 
uh, you give Russell, as Aaron Rodgers' camp and team has, a ton of leverage. A ton of leverage with the, with the fans, a ton of leverage with people around the league, you know, a ton of leverage with the media that is saying, you know, really, Green Bay, front office, you started this. You, you picked this fight. Now, Mike Salk will tell you, good, you deserve it because Aaron quit. He quit against 49ers in the NFC title game, and that's, that's the move that they made. And, you know, he showed his cards, and, and he quit when the going got tough. And, you know, that, that kind of forced a new regime and a new GM and a new head coach to evaluate it and make that move to trade up in the first round to go get his replacement. So Seahawks have not done that. They've never done that. You know, have, have believed, have listened uh, to Russell and went about changing the entire system. And went about, yeah, they didn't overhaul and bring three new people in, but they didn't, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs didn't change their system, right? They know what they need, and they need pass protection first guys, and, and Orlando Brown is that kind of guy, and Thune's that kind of guy, and that's a, that's a direction that they're moving in. So I think Russell's camp had a hard enough time with the court of public opinion and people around the league, and he, yeah, I, I don't think they could have pushed it too much further. If... If you're really going to get out of town as an elite quarterback, you have to go scorched earth. And this isn't a criticism of Russ's approach, but I don't think he's ready, wants to, or really that you have to be willing to do drastic things that will change your perception in that place where you've played. Correct. And and that's the question with Aaron. Is he really willing to, how far is he willing to go down that road? And 16 years there, right? 16 years. Maybe Multiple he can get the GM fired. Yeah. Like, maybe yeah. that can happen. And, and, and him stay there. And if that's enough for him, maybe he can. But if he really wants out of town, he is going to have to antagonize an yes. entire fan base. Correct. Hard to imagine that Russell could do that. Could his people? Could, you know, are some of the folks that he pays money to, to play bad cop? Would, would they be willing to do that? I mean, possibly. It but at the end be. of the day, Russell's the one signing that check. It's, it's right? It's, it's Russell's legacy. It's yes. Russell's tenure. That's exactly right. Yes, the, the, you, you could see if that will play, but until until the quarterback actually does it, I think people would just say that's what his age. Ken Griffey Jr. was able to do that and rewrite his story. Only right? he guy was able that to, I can think of. What's that? That's the only, that's the only guy that I think of that, that's yep. been able to leave and not be hated. Yep. Are there others? Hmm. I guess Marshawn, but he was done at that point. It's not yeah. like he went somewhere else and won. Yep. It's, yeah, not many. Yeah. And, and the quarterback in this day and age is just different. I mean, that, that, yeah, that level of, of just attachment, that level of, of stardom and, and everything else, it is, yeah, it's, it's just unique and it's different. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think he could have played this any further. And, in fact, I don't think that he helped his, his Q rating any with any of it. I don't think he'll hurt it. I think once they start playing games again and, and they start winning, if this new system is clicking and this offense is fun to watch and they're explosive and, oh, my gosh, there's DK and, oh, my gosh, there's Eskridge and there's Tyler doing his thing. And, oh, by the way, Chris Carson is back. That's right. And this, this O-line, it's, man, they don't, it's not as demanding. They make it a little bit easier. And then there's screens and, you know, I, all of that stuff goes away. I think a lot of that noise of the offseason does go away. Brock, we always love talking to you. The 206 has chimed in. Zero chance Dave beats Bob. Bob trains jujitsu. Yeah, I don't. I think Bob's, yeah. I don't know, man. I will say this. The funniest thing that I've ever heard Dave say was, do you remember the story where Miles Garrett got punched by the fan who asked to take a photo with him? Like a photo, the fan asked Miles Garrett to take a photo with him, and then he punched Miles Garrett. And Wyman's response to that was, 
Wyman's response to that was, I don't think anybody could have stopped me from getting to that fan. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Wyman would have spent three days in hot pursuit to catch up to that fan to exact I'd watch that movie. Yeah, now I I see, I think uh, the challenge with this little fight tournament is I think everybody taps out. I mean, Graz is going to tap out. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I, I think especially if you line up across from Wyman, or Bob, you're like, yeah, thanks, but no thing. Heaps, Stacey, come on. The, Heaps the pro- is too nice. The Heaps professor, is, everyone's helping out. It's not a tool set with, with Heaps. It's a mindset. I don't. I think Heaps is too nice to be a, a formidable threat. Danny, you get hopped up on smelling salts. You get your hair all in your face. Maybe you'll yeah. take a punch from Dave and, and you suck I'd it up pain. for the team. I think <laughs> yes. I'd take pain. I, yes. I, I, I would be, and I would also fight dirty. Like, I would fight sure. the dirtiest. You'd I would have the worst, claw, I, yeah, I, I would have the worst skill set. You'd have brass knuckles be, tucked in your undies. Yes. And you'd do, yeah, you'd be the, you'd be the heel. You'd be yes. the dirty little heel. But eventually, Bob would kill you. And, and it's Wyman and Bob. And, yeah, I just I don't, I don't want to see Dave. I don't know. I mean, you're right. There, there's a crazy. He got crazy in him. Yes, he but does. I he just, does I, have nuts. Yeah, I don't know if I want to watch that. One of my friends who I ended up fighting with late one night when I was inebriated uh, referred to it as it goes, it felt like I was fighting pudding. <laughs> felt like I was punching a bag of pudding. But that yeah, was, so. yeah, but you're no longer. Now you're lean, mean. But now I'm just in Peloton shape, man. That's not like real man shape. And I'm your like, hernia? How's the hernia? I'm getting exercise. Yeah, the hernia is all healed. It is. Yeah, I don't even feel that anymore. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. It doesn't pop out anymore? No. No, oh, not like that time. Oh, I let Brock, Brock feel my hernia when it popped out. Ooh. It was an Push. intimate moment for both of us. Pushed it back in. Okay, got to go. We'll talk to you Thursday. That is Brock Heward with Blue 42.